welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Mara Benner, and she is the founder of Four Directions Wellness. Mara, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Maylee. I'm so excited to be here. So share with us uh, your journey of being in the healthcare industry. I know I read your bio and it's quite impressive. You've been in the healthcare industry for 30 years, but healthcare can mean so much. Um, What's your background? Where did you focus? Uh, We'll start there and then we'll basically introduce this whole new, brand new concept of wholeness and four directions wellness to our audience. Great. Thank you. So I have been in healthcare for over 30 years, as you mentioned, and it really started with me um, and a grandmother who I just loved dearly. And I really enjoyed working with seniors. Um, And I found that she had so much wisdom. And when I met with her other friends, I just so enjoyed listening to their stories, hearing all of the wisdom that they had about life's ups and downs and the ways that they address that, that it really propelled me to start working in the healthcare field. I worked in nursing homes. I worked in home health and hospice. I've worked in hospitals. And I ultimately got a degree in gerontology. And from there, thought, you know, I'm interested in a larger national perspective on what can be done for senior citizens in the policy arena. So I went down and worked in Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. for a congressman who at the time served on the House Select Committee on Aging. Now, that committee is no longer around. There's still one on the Senate side, but not in the House. But it was really getting me involved in policy efforts and understanding how our nation is looking at healthcare. We've got a tremendous healthcare system, but we're also, I think, beginning as a society to recognize that we really need to look at the entirety of a person. And so after working in um, healthcare policy over the past 30 years, I've now really started to focus my efforts on how we can really look at what I call whole person healthcare. And it's really about doing a full assessment of the person. So that's now where I'm hoping to focus my energies with the Four Directions Wellness. You know, what fascinates me is that you come from a background where it's a uh, both policy, but it's also very much heart-based. You got into the industry because of a personal story, a connection, a deep care, starting with your grandmother as an inspiration, of course, and then you moved into policy. Um, Is there a stark difference between being on more of the caregiving, nurturing side versus writing policies or lobbying for policies? I mean, how do you feel about, like, playing those roles? Are they different? Are they one and the same? Can they, can they go hand in hand without too much, uh, too much effort? 
Right. You know, it's a great point. So really, um, it is so much within our healthcare system about just that word system. It's about um, certain policies, standards, quality assessment. All of that is so, so important. It really is. At the same time, I think um, I started out working with my grandmother, then got so involved in learning about those standards and working on quality initiatives that in some ways I lost that human perspective. And it wasn't until recently when I had some family members who underwent some significant healthcare issues. And because I was in healthcare, I was their main proxy individual to start working with them and guiding them through the whole system that I really started to step back and say, wow, you know, from a patient-client perspective in healthcare, um, getting through and understanding how you navigate um, through the healthcare system and really start to figure out what's best for you to promote your own wellness and to make sure that you're doing what's right, especially if you have a chronic illness or if you have something where you need to really engage with several different type of healthcare providers and practitioners, I really realized that it's a very daunting system that we're dealing with. And that also had me recognize that when you start to go into, again, what I call whole person care, so it's that that opportunity to do a complete and full assessment of an individual, which would include physical, mind, emotions, spirit, and I would also include even environmental aspects about clean air, making sure that they're getting um, nutritional food, that type of aspect as well, that I also recognize that you really have to help that and engage with that person to be a partner in their own healthcare and in their own wellness. And um, many healthcare institutions are recognizing that they've got to start to do that collaboration and have that partnership with the patient because it really is a combined effort. And um, I think that's what's fascinating about whole person care is um, healthcare is now starting to see that we've got to have a patient-centered engagement in order for us to really see optimal healthcare and wellness within the country. I think you brought up a good point about patients. You know, I I know there are times when I go to the doctors or when I have an issue and I, I don't even know where to go in terms of research. There's so much out there. And I don't even know how to keep up to date with what's available. And doctors are wonderful, but some doctors are not very holistic and, and you know, looking at alternative ways for treatment. So, I mean, you made up a great, great point about how important it is to have a physician, have doctors, have caregivers who really understand that we as patients, I mean, me personally, I don't know much about the industry. That's why I'm going to you, right? I don't know much about what's out there and what's a legitimate and what's not. And so that's really a great a great way for, for people to also learn how important it is to be empowered and get educated right. on your own and find the right tools. Um, what have you found for you, uh, for your personal healthcare journey, uh, the different places you go to get information that you feel are legitimate that you can share with our audience. That's great. So um, first of all, I would say that when we start to delve into whole person healthcare, 
as you've mentioned, it's about making sure that, that any practitioner is truly collaborating with the patient. And so that does mean helping them get to the right resources. It does mean making sure that they understand if there's a drug regimen, what that means to them. It does mean if they need to have other um, healthcare providers or other healing modalities involved, that, that there's a helper in a way to provide a overview, a personalized journey, because really healthcare is a very individual process. And so it is about helping that person understand their individual plan, which really should be an engagement with that person to understand what it is that um, they want as well. So that discussion needs to occur. For me personally, what I have found is that it's very helpful for me to focus on, um, as we look at whole person care, the involvement and the engagement now, or maybe it's really the resurgence of new, or not new, it's actually ancient healing modalities. Mm -hmm. right. So what fascinates me, and of course, um, I am starting this company called Four Directions Wellness, and that is because... For me, it's about helping that person understand their four directions. And I, I think I might have mentioned that, which is body, mind, emotions, and spirit. And I'm affiliated with um, the GW, so that's George Washington Center for Integrative Medicine, which is based in Washington, D.C. And there they have, a, um, of course, several physicians who are um, general physicians, and then they have naturopathics, but then they have a whole variety of these healing modalities that I think we're beginning to understand how important they used to be. And there's that whole resurgence. So you may hear, and what I, what's fascinating to me is as I look at it um, across the various countries that they've come from, it just seems as if um, generations and cultures have understood that they needed to connect in and have this type of whole person care. And so you have all these various ancient modalities. So let me give you some examples. In China, I think one of the ones that's so well known is acupuncture. So that's a new healing modality. Some insurances pay for that now, um, but that is often available for individuals. So that's just one example. Another one would be um, Qigong, or maybe it's called Tai Chi. Um, that's an, uh, one method of Qigong. So that's another example of what's available. In India, people are probably, they probably best understand yoga. Um, yoga seems to be all over the place. And that's great because it combines both your physical body, but it also includes that relaxation response, which is so critical to allowing your body to have its own innate healing happen, to promote wellness. And we call that homeostasis. It's allowing your body just to kind of balance itself so it's in the right um, physical environment to be able to help heal and keep your wellness going. Um, other types of healing modalities that are out there and are becoming to be better well-known. Um, in Japan, they had Reiki. And I actually run the Reiki program over at George Washington University's hospital. And what fascinates me there is Reiki now is starting to um, see a resurgence or actually is becoming more involved in hospices and also in hospitals. So we're starting to see these healing modalities actually start to take place in more traditional healthcare settings. 
Um, another one that people might be aware of is chakras. Um, this is also um, from India and has its roots there. And it's another type of healing modality. But there are so many different types of approaches. And again, because healthcare should be very individualized, um, a practitioner should be working with an individual to say, what is best for you? And it may be that none of these ancient healing modalities are best for the individual. It may be that what's best for the individual is the fact that they like to be out in nature and go for a walk. And maybe that's the best approach. Or maybe it is meditation, which is also getting really well known and recognized for the ability to reduce stress and to help individuals just get that what I call homeostasis as well. So it's an exciting opportunity to um, just explore what is best for you as a person and um, to know where to go. And the other thing I'd like to just mention is that as we look at whole person healthcare. There are so many different names for it. So the community really, I think, needs to start to figure out what um, terminology is best. Some of the names are functional medicine. It could be called holistic healthcare. It might be called patient-centered. It might be called integrative healthcare. And another term is complementary and alternative therapies. So um, unfortunately, there is a <laughs> wide variety of names out there for what is really called whole person healthcare too. That's great. <laughs> I hope I'm not confusing you with all no, this. No, no, it's wonderful. It's breaking it down for us. And it's wonderful because you, you mentioned a resurgence. And I love that word because you're right. These are ancient modalities. But um, you're, the fact that it's combining the Eastern and the Western philosophies and bringing this back um, and, and aligning them together makes a huge difference. Because for many folks today, they hear these terms like yoga and acupuncture and Reiki. And some of them are still kind of scratching their heads saying, mm, I don't get it, right? Mm -hmm. While right. more and more people are saying, well, I might not get it, but I, I'll explore. I want to learn. I want to try. So I think just the fact that we're having conversations like this and saying it uh, more openly and more frequently at least uh, allows for curiosity to take place and say, well, I might not understand it, but let, this thing is, you know, maybe it's a trend, but it sounds interesting. Whereas before, not many people, or at least a small percentage of the um, healthcare industry, professionals who really studied these modalities were talking about it, but now I think it's become more mainstream. So mm -hmm. for the first timers, what would you um, suggest in terms of uh, investigating it or exploring it or trying this out? I mean, maybe they, they're intrigued by it, but maybe there's some fear around, well, I don't know about this stuff. This seems mm -hmm. a little too woo-woo or a little too much out there for me. That's a great point. So um, several things I would recommend is one is to explore um, your own healthcare community and see if there are integrative um, opportunities, either through um, talking with your primary care physician or checking in with your local hospital and simply just asking. The other place that um, is very good to go to is your insurance companies. So um, call up your insurance companies, see if they have it. I know that the veterans program has uh, an interesting integrative department. Um, so if you have veterans reimbursement, that's an option for you. Um, TRICARE, which is Department of Defense, is also starting to um, engage in more integrative health care. So if you have TRICARE, you may have some significant options there as well. Um, the Medicare program, it has not yet 
um, begun to um, get as involved in whole person care. So that's going to maybe take a little bit longer. But some of the, um, of course, insurance companies are doing it. And then Medicaid programs. So this is an interesting aspect to the whole person offerings as well. Um, Medicaid, we, of course, as you may know, in um, various states across the country are seeing concerns regarding opioid use. Um, so people are becoming very addicted to opioids, and that can then turn into the use of heroin um, in order to continue that addiction. And so there is interest in, in looking within the healthcare arena as to how we can just, um, start to reduce um, the use of opioids and use alternative therapies instead. So there are some Medicaid uh, programs that have said, you know, we really want to encourage the use of these alternative therapies such as acupuncture, uh, relaxation techniques to help people to reduce their pain maybe after surgery or after maybe accidents or whatever might be the um, point that has brought them to the opioid use. And instead of the drug therapy or maybe in combination with it, start to use alternative therapies to kind of slowly go off the use of the drug medication. So some of the Medicaid departments are actually starting to say, we want to start promoting the alternative therapies instead. So again, I would encourage you to first start with that engagement with um, the primary care doctors and the healthcare arena. Um, and I think that's a great first step. The second one is just kind of a fascinating one I just would throw out. And that is if you're into, you know, you're not really having any healthcare issues and you're just interested in promoting your own wellness, one of the things you can do is uh, meditation is always uh, one of the first ways to get involved with some of the different types of healing modalities that are out there. So one of the apps that I actually love is one called headspace.com. It um, is a great, I think he's Australian, um, but he has uh, provided all of these 10 minute meditations that are quick and easy. And you can put it on your iPhone and at any time, maybe at work or um, when just you just have 10 minutes, it's a quick meditation that just kind of provides that relaxation. So I encourage that as well. And really with my Four Directions Wellness, which is based in Alexandria, Virginia, and I'm in the D.C. metropolitan area, I even am encouraging the community that I work in to come visit me on um, Mondays for Mindfulness Mondays, which is from 12 to 1, where I provide a quick relaxation as well um, and just help them to kind of come back. It's like a pick me up, but at the same point, it's just finding your, your peace and balance within you to kind of be able to move forward with the next day. So is that during that lunch hour? It is during lunch hour. Yes. That's and Mondays, great. of course, when you're, you know, you're just getting back into that work week and you've just, you know, you might need just a few quick minutes to help kind of rebalance yourself as you start the new week. Absolutely. Well, I was going to ask you anyway, the very next question was, let's talk about your physical location and what do you actually offer? And you just mentioned that you're right outside of Washington, D.C. in Alexandria, Virginia, right down the street from my residence. So I'm very lucky. Um, but I also wanted to share with our listeners what kinds of offerings, what, what do you specialize in there at your wellness center? Great. So thank you. So, 
You know, I um, did this transition when I moved from healthcare policy and engagement in direct um, um, healthcare involvement. I transitioned, and this past year, I spent a lot of time refocusing myself, um, visiting with um, hospital systems to understand how they um, work with alternative therapies. And even, I have to admit, over the past several years, I've always been interested in just understanding the ancient healing modalities. So I have been studying for some time in the areas of Reiki. Um, I've also been um, very engaged in what's called energy work, which kind of sounds a little woo-woo-y. And at first, to me, it was like, oh my gosh, what is this all about? But it's fascinating um, that as I've started to get into it, what I consider to be what they call quote-unquote energy work is really tuning into your intuitive self and just beginning to understand how you get that inner awareness and how you can be guided by it. And so that's really kind of more what I do. Um, so a couple of things, I do the Reiki, I do the um, chakra work, which is that Indian approach that I had mentioned earlier. I am um, also very engaged with coaching. So if an individual is going through a health or life transition, I like to work with individuals and help them with coaching perspectives. Um, that's one of the key things I do. And, you know, it's called Four Directions Wellness. And one of the programs I offer is a program or a session that's called Finding Your True North. And that to me is about combining all of these various healing modalities to help that person with that guidance as to what best suits them and to kind of, I call it having various tools in your toolkit, but for me to kind of work with them to see what might be the best way for them to be guided and to help them through any, um, just first of all, hearing that inner awareness and then how to use that on a day-to-day -day basis. And the other thing I do is integrative reflexology. So I um, am certainly, I have an office so people can come visit me at my office, but also several of these sessions, actually all of them except for reflexology, I offer through phone and Skype as well. So encourage individuals just to really explore my website. One of the things I've done on my website is also have a learn more tab where you can go in and see some of the latest research from what's called PubMed, which is a very well-respected national um, source of information on good scientific information. And um, it provides you with the latest research on Reiki, reflexology, Qigong, some great research that has really shown that this is very beneficial. It's great, obviously, for patients who are about to do um, pre-surgery. It's very helpful for pre-surgery. It's helpful for post-surgery with, again, I've, I've talked about how it helps to reduce pain, but it also helps the person kind of provide that balance again so that they're able to heal themselves. Great for wellness. Um, the other thing that we're really working on now is, um, you know, clinicians in the healthcare field are providing so much caregiving to, of course, their patients, but they themselves need help. So one of the things that I do is recognize that clinicians need help and provide a 10% discount on all my services to say, hey, I know you're doing a really hard job and someone needs to help you as well. So it's about giving back to the clinicians. And the last thing I'll mention is companies are now starting to recognize that their healthcare costs are so high 
that they need to find ways to help their employees with stress reduction and to kind of find that balance in their life. And so some of the things that I do too is to be able to provide wellness services. They might do a wellness um, day. And so I can offer um, services during their, it's sometimes they have a fair or um, just a day that's dedicated to helping the employees. But also I provide monthly or um, it really you know, I, I suit it to the company, but it could be monthly um, services to help their employees um, and then individual sessions for them as well. So there's so many ways to address this and to help um, companies with their employees, healthcare with their clinicians, and also then just the patient and the individual to promote their own wellness and also try to help them when they're going through a chronic illness or some sort of immediate healthcare need that they need to have. Um, balance provided back for them. Well, Mara, I know that you also offer classes. What kinds of topics do you um, go over with uh, your students and attendees and registrants? I'd love to share that because I know you want to do more and more educational forums as well. Right. So my first class, and thank you for asking, is called Project U. It is a six-week self-care class and what we're doing is really, again, helping that person, um, and it'll be in a group setting. We're going to walk through some of these different approaches that we have. We'll be using meditation, guided imagery. Uh, I'll include some Qigong and some other types of body, mind, emotion, and spirit types of care uh, techniques. And um, over the six weeks, we're going to be helping the individuals to just gain more insight and to make sure that they can sense how um, their own selves might need some balance and some self-care techniques to so that as they walk out of that six weeks, they have some of their own tools in their toolkit to be able to pull out whenever they might need it. And I really hope that it'll also just be an opportunity for them to explore some of these healing modalities and see what might work best for them. And moving forward, I'm really excited because I have some great individuals in the healthcare field who um, I really am interested in having classes set up as well. So I'm beginning to reach out to them and I, um, you know, feel free to check back on my website at Four Directions Wellness to um, see the additional classes that I'll be having going forward. Great. And I did want to mention to our listeners, these are the list of uh, certifications and credentials that Mara has. She is a Reiki master. She is a certified integrative reflexology practitioner. She's a certified energy medicine practitioner, certified shamanic healing apprentice, <laughs> certified Qigong training, certified crystal healer, and interfaith, interspiritual ordination is also on her resume. Um, that really helps with the coaching part of this as well. It's, a, right. it's the whole person. It's the whole package. <laughs> It is. So you bring in some of the body, which is uh, some of the Qigong work. Um, you know, you bring in the spirit, which is um, just helping. Really, for me, spiritual issues are about where their passions lie. So um, just making sure that um, we work with the person to understand those passions. Um, mind is about those belief systems. Um, so it's really about working to understand what those belief systems are, or messaging that we give to ourselves that might be limiting us 
us from meeting our full potential. And the emotions, of course, is about how we're feeling about different aspects of our lives and how it might be coming in. So obviously, um, as we work in the D.C. area, many of us are so stressed out. Um, and there is often people, you know, significant depression and anxiety. And so it's just helping anytime you work through these healing modalities, it just helps you get that balance. It helps provide that peace, internal peace that is so helpful to be able to um, carry on with our lives. So thank you for mentioning all my certifications as well. No problem. Of course, we want our listeners to know that this is the real deal here, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I did want to ask you also, Mara, how do you stay sane, um, healthy, filled with happiness, peace and bliss in your life? Are there routines? Are there specific, um, you know, activities that you're involved in personally? Share how you kind of maintain this, this whole person, this whole um, healthy, happy, loving, you know, abundant person you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. You just, as you were asking that question, I was actually trying to think through what I, what all I do. And the funny part I just realized is I actually use several of these healing modalities myself. So because I'm a Reiki master, I um, am able to do self Reiki. Um, so I often do that. I actually did that two days ago um, where I was doing self Reiki on myself. I do Qigong work in the morning, which I um, really appreciate. Right before we did this call, I did a quick meditation. Um, I also love to be out in nature. And so that's something that I enjoy and really appreciate. I do some of the energy work. So a chakra clearing on myself is something that I frequently do, um, just because it helps me to just check in with my body a little bit closer to see where I'm holding maybe some pains or aches and I can slowly feel that dissipate. So it makes me feel better as I do that. And um, I would also say the other thing that I'm very passionate about is spending time with family and friends. So, um, you know, I think it's a balancing act of all of that. Um, and sometimes I get out of balance and I have to remind myself exactly what it is that I can do from a very quick pick me up to be able to bring myself back. Um, but that's a hard thing for even me to do on a day to day basis. Yeah, so Exactly. It's, I'm a work in progress, I have to say, like, probably, you know, it's just, it's about learning how to maintain that balance. Well, I think that's really true about, um, you know, every profession as well. You know, you, you offer so much to the world and who's taking care of you, right? Yeah. Um, every coach needs a coach. Every practitioner needs a practitioner because you can't sometimes work on yourself. Like luckily with you, especially with the energy work, you're able to do that um, for yourself as well, you know, but things like massage therapy. I mean, there's only so much personal massage you can do on your own. You'll need somebody else to support you as well. Absolutely. And we all need that support. That is such a great point. Well, I also have another question for you around entrepreneurship, because a lot of our listeners are either entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs uh, inside large corporations or even, you know, small growing organizations. And then we also have emerging leaders who really are listening for just inspiration and motivation and practical ways to move forward in their career and their life. And one um, of the many questions we get, but one popular question is, how do you continue to 
stay inspired as an entrepreneur because you probably have 10,000 things going on in your head, 10,000 things to do. Mm-hmm. How do you maintain the part of you that's really passionate about your work, but the, the other part that actually has to run a business? Right. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, um, I, um, for 30 years, worked for other individuals, so I was getting a regular paycheck, and to switch to being an owner of a small business was extremely daunting to me. Um, And I actually was surprised at how many people kind of said to me, oh, you shouldn't, you know, don't, don't go do that. Um, That's, you shouldn't do that at, at, you know, I'm in my 40s. And they were like, that's not a good transition at this point. And so I was really taken back by that. And it was a daunting um, pursuit. But I think what happened was, first of all, I am very passionate now about what I'm doing and the work here. So I think that helps propel you to go forward. If there's one message that I would um, give to individuals, and I've been networking, and this has been so helpful to me has been, first of all, uh, the Alexandria Chamber of Commerce, and there's so many um, networking opportunities here in the city, which has been tremendously helpful for me. But I've had several small business owners who said to me, don't give up your dreams, you're gonna be fine, just keep hanging in there. And I have so appreciated that support. So it is about community to a large extent, is being able to tap into the network. And more importantly is really when you know you're passionate about something, um, and I'm really beginning to believe this to, to the root of myself as I go through this experience of transitions, is I'm recognizing that once you're passionate, you know, you've got the energy, you've got the motivation, you just got to keep hanging in there and recognize that people are going to say to you, uh, I'm not interested in your services or I'm not interested in your um, product. And that's okay. Um, they may not, but just wait five minutes or wait for the next day and someone else is. You know, I actually um, exhibited at a regional event yesterday. And as I was exhibiting, I had people who would say, uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. But yet at the same point, five minutes later, I'd have someone go, oh, yep, I'm signing. I'm going to sign up for your class. So I guess it's about knowing that those ups and downs are going to happen. And yet staying true to yourself, finding your true north is going to be what's going to get you through this. And it's going to work. How important is it to ask for help and how do you go about doing that because I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are type A have a very difficult time asking for help and then also once they get the help delegating because it's you know it's like innate to take care of everything on your own it is isn't it yes Um, it is (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh asking for help that's a tough one for me as well I would I agree so um you know one of the things I think is beneficial is we have um community is a key aspect of everything that we need to do as well and that kind of gets into that um fifth component which I was talking about environmentally is um the community involvement is so critically important so um knowing that networking and networking also means working with your family and friends mm-hmm. and and really finding those individuals who are hopefully going to be supportive of you and when you do that and I had to do it so it's a great point I had to do it yesterday was I was exhibiting but I also had to do a speaking engagement And I reached out to a couple of dear friends who were like, of course, Mara, we'd love to be there. So very helpful. 
um, a little hard sometimes to do. Um, yet at the same point, I, you know, they love you. And so I think they will show up for you. Maybe not always the way, um, we think about it. You know, obviously it's kind of working with them to see how it can be, um, mutually uh, approved or agreed to that we um, work together. But it is important to reach out and find that help. Delegating is, is the other piece. And that's a tough one as well. Uh, yet I think what happens is when often what I found is when I don't delegate, people are like, but I wanted to, to do something. I wanted to be helpful. And um, it's a way of them engaging with you and being part of what you're starting to birth as a small business. So I find that um, really just asking, I mean, the worst thing they can do is say no. Um, and we're going to have those no's. We're going to have that happen to us. And we've just got to say, that's okay. The next person will say yes. So hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, I was just thinking, as you were talking, I was just thinking about my, my, my situation right now in terms of asking for help and delegating. As our company continues to grow and grow, it's, um, yeah. it's this, it's this, conflict internal conflict because it's kind of always been your baby you know you've been the visionary you've had to um, try new things and when you made mistakes or you failed and even though we like to say that we fail forward of course we move forward you know right. but when we fail it's like well the consequence is on me and I can I can deal with that but then <laughs> when you start to bring a team and you start to expand your um, your company to include other people whether they're full-time part-time or, or contractors right yeah. uh, it's very daunting because now you feel even more responsible like oh I can't mess up I can't fail now you know so I know that for me personally Personally, I struggle with that, and I and I think it's like a very natural emotion to go through, especially if you're in the growth phase. Um, to also trust, right? To trust yeah. that if you if you have that intuitive sense, or you've practiced listening to it, and uh, trusting other people will bring their gifts and their talents, and focusing on our own gifts and talents. What's what's our lane, and where do we like live and breathe best? Where do we excel? And allow the the company um, to to get to a different level when we kind of step away from you know being in our own and being in our own way really. <laughs> you know, and that's it, it, it's so true. I and if you're a Type A or a perfectionist um, or someone who's just you know trying to do everything, I think and and I I certainly I think fit into that box sometimes mm -hmm. is. One of the best pieces of advice that I received when I started for Directions Wellness, somebody said to me, Mara, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. You know, recognize you're going to have failures. The best part about recognizing that you're going to have failures is that when you, that happens, you recognize that yet you're, you also have that opportunity for success. And so any goods um, business owner who ever got going has had more failures or has said had failures yet was able to recognize that there's going to be success right after that. So it actually gave me permission to say, okay, I'm going to mess up. There's going to be things that are going to happen. It's, it just is. And that actually felt really good to me just to have that permission to say, okay, there's going to be mess ups. It's going to be all right. <laughs> well, what are your final uh, words of wisdom for our listeners around you, the, the wellness of the whole person, taking care of yourself, taking care of the, the, the person that is um, 
most important in your life so that you can be even more important in other people's lives, right? Because you'll be here and healthy and alive. Yes, and wellness. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it is kind of rethinking out of the box of how we have historically thought about healthcare. I think oftentimes we in this society feel that it is more of a dis-ease model than it is about wellness and health promotion. And so as we start to, or as hopefully your listeners start to think about their own health and wellness, it is about taking that opportunity to say, what do I personally want for my own life and, and health and healing? So um, recognizing that if you're working with a healthcare practitioner who doesn't want to hear or collaborate with you personally is possibly the first step of saying either to that clinician or whoever you're working with, uh, you know, I really want to be more of a partner and would you be willing to work with me and really explore what all of my options are? Um, and if that healthcare practitioner is not, then please know that there are changes happening where there are practitioners and physicians who are starting to engage more one-on-one -on -one and in a collaborative approach to offer a really the best and most optimal health path for an individual. I certainly encourage folks to even start to do some research and learn about this. And, and one of the ways is to visit my website at www. Dot four, which is F-O-U-R, directions, which has an S at the end, and wellness.com. Or if you have questions, feel free to email me at Mara, which is M-A-R-A, at fourdirectionswellness.com. And I'd be happy to answer any questions that they might have. That's beautiful. You you did the you did my job for me. I was going to ask you how can people find you <laughs> and they get more information and learn about you. Well, Mara, I thank you so much for your time. Um, you know, I've had the great pleasure of meeting you recently, and you're just a, a ball of energy. Really wonderful to be around. Great energy. There's a peaceful calm um, that comes with you as a package, and I think that's going to serve your your clients um, very well. So I Molly, want to congratulate you. I just want to thank you because it has been a pleasure as well to work with you. And I really appreciate this opportunity. So thank you so much, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, you know, for all of our listeners who are really interested in all these different modalities that were mentioned today, and not just that, just curious about how to find that inner peace and calm and what does well, wellness look like for you. It's an individual thing, as Mara had described, so you get to decide what that looks like and feels like. And there are tons of people like Mara out there in the world who are certified and have the experience who help can help navigate that. So please take her up on learning more about her um, company, her practice, and who she is at fourdirectionswellness.com. And as always, I thank you all for tuning in and being a part of our community. And I look forward to uh, sharing more amazing, wonderful, motivational guests with you next time. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.